Hey, how you doing, everybody? So, it is about that time that we where we sit down and have our discussion, talk about news topics that are affecting everybody, and different things. I know my last two podcasts was kind of heavily um, geared towards uh, the fitness or bodybuilding world, if you would. If you're not into that, I apologize about that. But we did talk about other stuff, and I just want to talk about some topics that are in the news this week before we get into some other things to speak of that happened. Now, I do want to try to bring some more um, men's topics to the floor so men have a place to go to listen to stuff that affect them and they can uh, talk about and think about. Uh, I do want to try that in some EDC, everyday carry type issue uh, um, things that uh, a lot of men and women are into. It's more of a man type hobby, I think, I would say, but there are women coming on to... And doing this as well, you can see on YouTube, if you look up EDC videos, there's a lot more women doing this. And also about food and health. Uh, But before we get into all that, I want to start it off. We have uh, sad stuff happening in the news, as always. The news is just something I think we we turn on and just hear sadness most of the time. But unfortunately, that's the way the world is right now. But what I'm speaking of is, well, we started off the week. Of course, there was a mass shooting just uh, I'm caught recording this on Sunday, so it was just on Saturday. There was a mass shooting in uh, Buffalo, New York. It's all New York geared this week. Um, Long Island, New York released the uh, 911 calls of escort Sharon Gilberts. Gilberts, I think I believe. Let me just look at the news of here. I have it up. Um, yes, it was. It was the 911 calls from the uh, escort that went to visit a client in Gilo Beach, out in Long Island, New York, and she called 911 several times. Now, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, I didn't look it up, but uh, what I assumed was they can actually trace cell phones. I always thought that, because they usually use phone records and pings and whatever to discover different things, and they told her as she was begging them to, because she didn't know where she was, she's not from around the area, and she was just there to... um, you know, see a client, if you will. But she kept saying that she was being chased. Someone was doing something to her. The police basically did not really want to do much, if anything. I thought they could actually trace the phone call. And then residents who saw her running around screaming that they were after her called the police as well. They were the other 911 calls that were released. One woman said that um, she had an elderly, I think it was mother in their house with her. If you listen to the phone, to the 911 calls, you know, of course, listen to it and come up with your own conclusions, uh, as always. But, um, you know, I think you should all look at stuff, listen to stuff, and see what you think of the situation and uh, your thoughts and understanding and what you f- and how you feel, of course. Like I, like I said in my other podcast, uh, I really don't want to be here to tell people how to think or act or anything like that just a little bit discussion what's happening and different ways we can help one another and of course if you have um i'm trying to i'm gonna try to get an email up on the bottom of the podcast in the description so y'all can email me some questions if you'd like this way we could have some conversations about stuff or if you want to come on and speak what you want to about we can sure of course have Either a whole show about that, just sitting down talking about a particular topic to people, me and whoever, or even more than 
just me and one other person, however you would like, or we could even do a special show where we speak to somebody about things that are happening right now in situations. I think that would be really, really good and really, really helpful towards a lot of people. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that just want to be heard. Uh, now, there's a case. This is the case. Uh, they're saying that the body of Sharon, Shannon was not part of all the other murders. I believe that I think it was 12 bodies originally found when they were looking for her because they found her in the marsh. And they're saying that it wasn't foul play, that it was actually she basically fell and drowned or something, which is kind of odd. They did say she sounded kind of like her speech was slurred and she was on drugs during the phone calls. I Maybe that's just the way she was. I don't know. You know, I think it's kind of odd that people come up with these assumptions. But, um, you know, then they found all these other bodies. Some of them were identified. Not all of them were. There's still one with, um, I think it's a cherry tattoo. If I remember correctly, there was like a cherry tattoo or something on the person's body that they have not identified as of yet. And that's who they're trying to identify right now. They're asking for help. So if you guys want to look up the news story and take a look at it and see if you guys know anybody that might be that person with that tattoo on them. So this way they can actually find and identify and bring some closure to a family that just doesn't know what happened to their family member. Um, let me just see here. I'm just scrolling through some stuff right here as I um, speak to you guys. The human remains, remains found after this. So yes, it was... Uh, yeah, she was a 24-year-old sex worker. Or escort, whichever you want to refer to her as. And that was her uh, means for the way she makes her living. And that's her job. And here we see long secret 911 calls. Uh, they took over 12 years. I think it was 12 years. Over a decade. To let these calls come out. I don't understand why it took so long to do so. And also the family had. Um, a separate. Uh, what do you call it? A separate uh, coroner. Do their um, own autopsy. Now the first coroner. That was of course. The Suffolk County. And also the police out there's coroner. Said that there was no foul play. Nothing happened. She just basically drowned. And uh, all these other people were murdered, of course, uh, 18 months after she disappeared. Uh, that's when we had the phone calls uh, released. A uh, little bit off on the time in there, but anyway. So they found all these bodies. Let's see. Yes. Oh, well, the phone calls are 20 minutes long. I did listen to all of them. I didn't take notes or anything like that. It's not, you know. It's just something I wanted to listen to and hear what the situation, excuse me, hear what the situation was so I could get a better grasp of it. And, you know, all kinds of stuff like this interest everybody in different ways. And especially when you're from a New York area. But, um, basically their coroner said natural causes fell, whatever. 
that was the Suffolk County coroner. The coroner that the family hired actually said there was signs of strangulation and that she was murdered. So kind of up in the air right there. Kind of a weird thing. I consider her part of the murders and the people that were murdered in the area. I don't consider her as a separate entity or a separate um, murder victim or a separate victim, I guess you would say. She is part of it. She is part of the murders, I believe, in my thoughts and understanding of the situation. And I feel for the family out there. But also, like I said on Saturday, we had another mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. So we're geared towards a lot of New York news this week. Um, I think it was when I looked earlier, because I had a lot of stuff to do. So I'm doing this a little bit later than I usually do. But I am getting the podcast in for you people. Like I said, we're going to do this weekly so y'all can uh, sit down and have a listen with me, talk to me, talk about what you like and what I like. Or what we're interested in. That's not something I like right now. Now, this is 2.30 p.m. in a grocery store. I don't... Do they actually say he allegedly purchased the gun in New York as well? Well, there is a picture of the guy. And Tops is the name of the grocery store that it happened at. And just looking here, 18, 18-year-old man who allegedly killed 10 people at a Buffalo supermarket Saturday afternoon was motivated by hate, authorities said. The Tops-friendly market where the shooting took place is located here at the heart of Buffalo Bull, um, community at 11 of the 13 people shot by the white suspected were black, officials say. And then he had something against them, so he did kill them. It wasn't all black. I think there was, what is it, 11 of the 13 people shot. Okay, shot, not killed. I'm sorry about that. It was 13 people. 11 of them were black people who were shot. I think it was only 10 that passed away as of this morning. So, you know, there were some that were not in the best condition in the world. So there could be more deaths leading up to this. And I feel like since, what, like the 90s, we've had a lot more of these mass shootings. I know they started with the whole bell tower thing. That was one of the first mass shootings in history. But we are having more and more of these mass shootings. And I think back in the day, it was kind of like the serial killers and stuff like that who did you know, went out and killed people, but it's a little bit harder with all the, I think the mass shootings is a product of the environment we live in, actually. Not only are people upset and frustrated with situations that are happening right now, gas prices, um, not being able to afford stuff, living paycheck to paycheck because the actual, um, paycheck just doesn't add up to the price of living and they keep, oh, well, we raised, you know, we raised the the um minimum wage yes but you raised everything else so we're breaking even if not losing especially with the gas and everything and the groceries going up we are losing we're not gaining anything we are losing we broke even for a little while and then we're losing so you didn't do anything at all if not well you didn't do much at all if nothing at all basically so this is just a product of the environment i think back in the day it was more serial killers because you know, there wasn't all this surveillance video and technology and pinging and searching people through their cell phones. Uh, we can search people through their cell phones, people. Um, 
but there wasn't all this and you know people walking around with cell phones they see something they take it out and they take a picture of it most of the time they don't help which i wish they would but they'll take a picture of it or a video of it and they'll put it up on their favorite news media so tiktok instagram facebook all twitter all that fun stuff so instead of helping the people they just take pictures but anyway more and more ways for people to find other people out and see what they're doing and how they're doing it and then there's evidence and i think that's what kind of led people to the mass shootings honestly if you really take a look at it and think about it mass shootings is a byproduct of all the technology I'm not saying that the technology is responsible for it the technology is responsible for taking away a lot of these serial killers who just go out and kill i mean yes the gilo vish thing of course that was that was done but in secrecy who knows if it's other people involved in it and maybe you know people that have direct connection with the police or something know about it or something they were kind of not saying anything which i did hear a couple of not to say this is my belief not to say that this is the truth or not but i've heard some videos out there that are saying this and you know that's one of the modern day uh killers or serial killers out there but you don't hear it as much as you used to back in the day these different serial killers that uh went out and did stuff it's just a little bit harder for them to get away with it nowadays which is a good thing but i think this led up to the mass shooting because you have somebody that knows well i can just go one place i'm gonna get caught i know i am or i'm gonna get shot and killed but i'm gonna get caught so let me just go and wreak havoc all once one at a time one big time not one at a time but a whole bunch of people at a time and let's do this one time i should say instead but let me just go in there take my gun and just take out everybody i can and see how many people i can take out kind of idea and i think this is why we're having more and more of these mass shootings it's more of the easier way to get your frustrations and your anger out than just targeting a certain group of people or a certain type of person and going and killing them because honestly you didn't hear about these mass shootings all that much back in the day there was here and there a little bit willy-nilly type stuff yes there was the bell tower i forgot what year the bell tower was let's just look it up the bell tower uh mass i guess mass shooting i would say Okay, that was Charles Joseph Withman, was an American mass murderer. So that was August 1st, 1966. And it was in Lake Worth, Tech, Florida. And he went up to the university. Oh, he was from there. He was from Lake Worth. Um, where he did do this was University of Texas at Austin. So he went there to um, commit these uh, mass murders. Oh, he killed his mother and wife before going out to do these mass murders. But um, I think the real onslaught of all these mass murders and these mass shootings is also if you're from the New York area, you've uh, heard about the guy that uh, did the mass. Oh, he shot. He didn't kill anybody, but he shot people and set off smoke grenades in the train area out there in uh, New York City. Just uh, set off some smoke bombs and decided to wreak havoc on everybody. And he did try to shoot people, but wasn't very successful. Well, he did shoot people, but he wasn't very successful in killing anybody, which is a good thing. Sucks 
And I feel bad for those people that were shot, of course. You don't want anybody to ever have to go through that. If you think about, you know, your loved ones and family and friends, you wouldn't want it to be them, so. Or anybody, for that matter. But, um, you know, you don't want it to be them. So it brings it kind of hit home, says, you know, she's this could really happen. And it's happening more and more. I know I think back to um, one place I worked at and they had a guy come in and talk about safety and different things when mass shootings and stuff like that happens because unfortunately that is um part of the times nowadays that they have these crazy shootings and people going off and this killing people and he was doing giving us different scenarios and different things we can do to protect ourselves and just saying listen if if it happens don't try to save other people just get yourself out of there just get out of there if you can if you're trapped you know, side exit, front, whatever you can to get out. If you're trapping, you have to fight. You have to fight. Take whatever is there handy for you and use it as a weapon to just get yourself out of there before the next crazy situation happens. Of You know, you just want yourself to be in safety. And he said, you know, about going different places, how you park. Park so you're towards the front. Park so you're towards an exit. Park so your car is facing out, so you can just jump in. You don't have to back up, you know, fuddle, fiddling around and stuff like that. You just get in and go. And I find that that's what I do more often than usual. And also, when you go someplace like movie theater, grocery, anything like that, you always look and check out where the exits are and kind of familiarize yourself with the exits and a pathway to that. Unfortunately, the times and this is what's happening so it's part of the times and this is what we have to deal with now and it's sad but it is what we are dealing with nowadays so it's a something that we don't really want to have to think about but we really do think about your home where you go and everything like that and sort of plan out your maneuvers and how you would do and how you would get the heck out of there if you really had to so enough of all the sadness and killing and stuff going on. We're going to touch a little bit on the EDC stuff and also touch a little bit on some of the um, food and health, which I want to do more of in these uh, podcasts and stuff like that and a lot of men's stuff. And, you know, women can listen to this as well. You know, learn about what your guy's interest and in, what he's into. Learn a little bit about it and share it with him. He And men too. Find out what your wife's are or significant others, or girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. Find out what they're into out there. Find out where your significant other, their person you share your life with. Find out what they're into and get interested in it. Not even get interested, but get some knowledge of the situation so you know what they're talking about, and you can cons- um, conduct a conversation with them and speak about that. And when they talk about the things they're into, you can say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I've heard about this and that and blah, blah, blah. You don't necessarily have to be all in and say, oh, I'm going to go do this with you and I'm into this and I love this. You know, you don't have to, but just know a little bit of knowledge about it. Um, Everybody's into different things. I happen to be, my big things are collecting watches, collecting EDC gear, and also Hot Wheels. I like collecting Hot Wheels. It's something cheap and fun to do. It's something I got into. I went and got all my Hot Wheels that were stored away from when I was a child and kind of got me back into checking them out and looking at them. So then I got kind of into it. So, you know, there's a little something that you can get into. There's many, many face groups and different things. And 
podcast, and I think there's a podcast. I believe I found one. Um, there's Facebook groups, there's Instagram groups, there's Twitter, TikTok, all those fun social medias. Oh, Snapchat. I almost got about that one where you're talking about different social media platforms. But um, there's different platforms, and they all have most likely what you're into, EDC, Hot Wheels, watches, whatever. Um, I w- I'm into collecting watches. I haven't been doing it lately. Because it's kind of a pricey hobby, if you don't know. <laughs> but um, it's... Like I said, it's a pricey, pricey hobby, especially if you collect more expensive watches. But um, I'm not all mine are expensive. I have watches that are like twenty bucks even. So something like that. Of course, you could collect those. But um, that's a little bit of a cheaper way of collecting. Hot Wheels, of course, they're a dollar, dollar ninety nine. It's a neat little hobby to get into, and you know, it's not gonna break the bank. So, uh, like wa- like I said, with the watches, whether it's a brand or a certain type of watch, I know a lot of people are all into um, these Apple watches and these Android watches and all that stuff. And they do serve their purpose. They do what they have to do. I personally do have, um, you know, one of those health trackers, but it's the one that I wear around my neck. It was supposed to be clipped to your body, but I put it on a chain. And it is starting to go. It's starting to break, so... I am going to have to replace it eventually. Do I really want a wrist one? No. (laughs) I don't. I enjoy analog mechanical watches. Except for maybe a few Casios out there. Like the classic Casio and that world time one. If you go to my videos on YouTube. You can see both those type of watches there. And you know. That's what I gear my collection. Collecting to. The Casios is a classic brand. And it's something that's out there. Um. It's also something that we grew up with, the digital data bank and stuff like that. I just collect that type of stuff for nostalgia. Um, well, the world time is kind of really cool. I like wearing it. It's like a lot of fun, especially when you're doing stuff, working around the house and things like that or on a car or whatever. It's something you can wear. You're not going to collapse to the floor when you break it or scratch it or something. Oh, my God. You know, it's like a three, four hundred dollar watch. You're going to fall on the floor like, oh, gosh. I know there's a lot more watches, a lot more expensive than that, but $20 watch is not going to kill you. If you scratch it, you can replace it quite easily. Um, but stuff like that, I like, like I said, more into analog watches. I like the old watches. I like to look at the hands and stuff like that. Even pocket watches are really cool too as well. But um, I don't like all these fitness tracking watches and phone watches and all that. Will I eventually purchase one? Probably, but it's not going to be a main watch. I'm probably going to get something that's really thin and minute to put on a wrist. Kind of look like a um, wristband or a bracelet, if you will. I want to keep my analog watch. So it will not be... I wear my analog watch on my left hand. So probably the other one will be a bracelet or something on my right hand if I eventually get one. Of course, if I do, you could check out my YouTube and see the unboxing if we do get one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm into... Things like that. But as far as EDC, you know, knives, uh, when you're younger, you always get these little kind of, um, what do you call them, kind of novelty knives. They got a cool wolf on them or a cool skull or something. You're like, oh, that is awesome. And you like get it. And it's not the best knife in the world for it's good to look at. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I buy them and I used to buy them. 
I do every now purchase one. But I'm geared towards more utilitarian type knives and multi-tools and stuff like that. With a higher grade steel for the blade and the mechanics of the watch. I'm not going to go buy a $500 knife, don't get me wrong. I think the most I ever spent on a knife was $50. That was just me spending on it, not a gift. I do have other knives that are gifts that are a little more pricey. But I think $50 was the limit I ever spent on a knife. No, actually, no, I can't say that. I do have one knife that's a little bit more expensive that I purchased. I can't remember off the hand, but I think it was like 60 But anyway, there's all kinds of price points from going to Walmart and get a $3 knife to going to a high-end store and getting a six $700 um, Spyderco or Benchmade. I'm not going to go to the six $700 mark. Even if I had a ton of money, I wouldn't go that far and that crazy. It's just not me. But um, there are people that will go out there and purchase that type of stuff. And hey, that's what you like. That's what you like. Whatever brings you pleasure and happiness, I say, do it. Enjoy. But, um, you know, EDC tools, multi-tools. They got um, Leatherman, Gerber, um, Charade, uh... You know, all those type of... K-Bar, does K-Bar have one? I'm not sure. But anyway, you can even go to your Home Depot and get a little uh, Stanley Multi-Tool, which I did a review on too as well. But um, you can get something cheap, something that will save you there. I mean, a lot of people are not going to use a Multi-Tool every day. I find that I do use it quite often. I don't use it every single day. You know, if you're going to use it every single day, of course, splurge a little bit, spend a little bit. Don't go overboard, but spend a little bit in your means to purchase that best product and quality that will help you without breaking the bank, of course. Um, if you're not going to use it that much, but you want to have one just in case that little emergency occurs, by all means, buy that $20 um, Kershaw or Gerber or whatever. Um, I am I am been looking at that Gerber dime. I'm really getting interested, and I saw several reviews. I like to watch a lot of reviews of different stuff, so that's why I do review videos. But um, I have seen several reviews about stuff like that, and I really want to purchase that. So, now we did get a little bit into the EDC stuff, and there's, you know, there's more stuff to talk about with that, like backpacks and uh, messenger bags and stuff like that. But we're coming to the end of our half hour, so I just wanted to touch on... What I said earlier about healthy food and healthy living. Now, um, I try to get myself into the healthiest way of eating. I know we all, every now and then, go off our track and eat that sweet, eat that food that we're not supposed to. Or the thing that is just a little bit high in calories, a little bit too much full of sugar. We all do that, and by all means, do so. Don't deprive yourself completely. But also check out during the week. Like have one day that you go out and eat something that you really enjoy. Or a couple of meals. Like have a nice lunch with the family at a fast food place. Or, or a pizza place or something like that. And then, you know, if you want to end the day. Especially if it's a holiday. Try to gear your cheat days. A lot of people refer to them as cheat days. But try to gear your cheat days towards, um, you know, kind of towards a holiday. If there's a holiday coming up, you know you're going to splurge a birthday or whatever. Then, you know, you have your nice cheat meal. You have your, um, what you call it, your uh, eating. 
whatever, and then you eat a sweet or a cake or pastry or ice cream, you know, live a little, do it. But during the week, I try to, you know, incorporate a lot more vegetables and fruits and full foods. I'm trying to get more and more away from stuff that is packaged in plastic, not just for the environment, but for my health. You know, we don't know what those plastics are doing to the stuff we're eating as the food sits there in those packages and the chemicals come off from them as packages and you don't know exactly what's getting into your food and then you end up sick or something. Could be the food you're eating, just saying. But I try to um, stay away from that. Even deodorant and toothpaste, I try to get away from all the ones with the aluminums and chemicals and stuff. I try to be as natural and organic as humanly possible. Without going completely crazy and too overboard with it, of course. Because you want to have some sensibility to your situation as well. Don't go too overboard and, um, you know, go off the beating path and just go completely. You have to have that release, that kind of cheat meal, that kind of, okay, I finally got to eat this. I'm good. I can move on to my healthiness again. Usually start my day off with a nice smoothie full of vegetables and kale and stuff like that and some protein to try to get my body going and going in the right path and pat uh, right pat and path and just get all those vitamins and minerals in as early as possible and then just add a little bit throughout the day. Um, some fresh vegetables and stuff like that. And I'm like I said, I'm moving more and more away from canned and frozen stuff and more towards uh, fresh stuff. Well, of course, with my smoothies, I always have frozen vegetables. I meant frozen vegetables, frozen fruits, because it's just the easiest. Because fruits go bad pretty quick, and you just don't want to waste them. So, as I look at the time here, we are winding up here. We will talk more about this topics next week, and some more about the news. Hopefully, a little better news. Maybe some cut in the price, gas price, and maybe a nice week without some kind of crazy murder or something happening or talk about a murder maybe we can have a nice calm quiet week for a change so thank you guys so much for listening i really really do appreciate it thank you again please remember to follow us so you can get the latest podcast thanks again